Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're about to listen to an episode from the Teka Teka News podcast. If you like what you hear, follow Teka Teka News on your podcast app, for concise news and useful explainers. Bellingham pump fakes, puts it up. Oh, baby! Oh, baby! He got it! Bellingham! We're going to be major cup! Salamat, Bellingham! Lava Filipinas! That was the game-winning shot of SJ Bellingham for Gilas Filipinas against South Korea in June 2021. That Gila squad was exceptional in many ways, not just because they defeated South Korea for the first time since 2013, but because they did so with a lineup made mostly of college students. One year later, Belangel announced that he wouldn't be playing his remaining years in the UAAP for the Ateneo Blue Eagles. He had signed a two-year professional contract to play in the Korean Basketball League. Belangel wasn't the first Pinoy player to go global. And he won't be the last. I'm Siege Nantenko, Puma Podcast. In this episode, I'll explain what this means for the Philippine basketball scene and how our local industry can adapt. The first Pinoy baller to book a professional contract in Japan's B-League was Thurdi Ravenna who signed with San Neo Phoenix in 2020 after finishing his college career with Ateneo. More players followed, not just fellow students like LaSalle's Justin Baltazar and UP's Javi Gomez Teniano, but players from our local pro league, the PBA. In 2021, Ray Parks Jr. took his talents to the B-League after a period of controversy with TNT, while Enlex's Kiefer Avena, 30's older brother and one of the most popular PBA players, Signed on to the B League as well. It's an exciting time for our players, but there's also a hesitation, a sense of worry within some circles of the basketball community that we're facing a so called brain drain that would hurt the PBA and the Gilas program as well. Pero, toto ba ito? Paano kung sa SWOT analysis, hindi ito letter T para sa threat, kundi letter O para sa opportunity? I'm John Carlos Rodriguez. Uh, I'm the content editor for Slam Philippines. So we try to cover as much ground as we can, you know, you know, like women's hoops through high school. Obviously, all the, the pro leagues here, the PBA, um, and then also the NBA. We're also trying to and of course, the Filipino players who have taken their talents global. He still remembers the day that 30 Ravenna became the first Pinoy player to sign a contract with Japan's B-League. So my first reaction was, parang, wow, parang finally, 
it's happening, diba? But it's about time that a local player um get recognition overseas. So I'm an OG PBA fan. Way back diba, in the late 90s, may news na about Johnny Abariantos diba, of, of Alaska getting noticed by the Charlotte Hornets diba, of the NBA. So there was the talk then. So since then, Diba, marami na rin nag-try. You have the, the key, the key first, diba, the Ray Ray Parks who would, who tried to shoot their shot to play in the NBA. So, so parang for me... He's talking about the period from 2015 to 2016 when 30's older brother Kiefer as well as Ray Parks briefly went abroad to play in the NBA's developmental league. It took a while for overseas opportunities to reach our players at this frequency. But the globalization of basketball is nothing new. It's super common. I mean, just look at the D-League alone. So aside from Filipinos, aside from Sila 3D, they also have players from China, uh, Indonesia, South Korea. So aside from that, champion NBA, I mean, that's the biggest example. Diba? There are more than 100 players currently in the NBA, diba? active players na, or international players, diba? players from outside the U.S., so yeah, for sure, it's very, it's very common in basketball. Some Filipina basketball players have also quietly been playing abroad for years because of a lack of opportunities back home. The players like, like Aliana Lim, she's been an import for how many years? For five, six years, or maybe even longer than that. Um, I believe she played for Malaysia, uh, Indonesia. I think three, three to four leagues in different countries. The Philippines has played a role in this global ecosystem of basketball for decades. It's just that we've mostly been on the receiving side. Our local pro league, the PBA, has had foreign players since the 1970s. And before that, the league's precursor, the Manila Industrial and Commercial Athletic Association, had them too. These days, Two of the three annual PBA conferences have foreign players. Coach Norman Black of the Meralco Bolts began his PBA career as one of the most dominant imports in the 80s. And Barangay Hinebra's import since 2018, Justin Brownlee, is even dubbed Pambansang Import. The championship! The championship! Right there. Well, the it should go both ways, right? So we accept talent from overseas, but at the same time, we should also be able to export our talent. Because it just goes to show that our local talent here is really you know, worthy of global competition. They're good enough to play out there. What would embracing globalization look like? We can look at European leagues, which have served as the pipeline for NBA stars, like Slovenian Luka Doncic, who was crowned EuroLeague MVP before declaring for the NBA draft. Spain's Liga ACB has produced over 30 players currently playing in the NBA. And the 2022 NBA MVP? I believe this is the first time in NBA history uh, that a Kia MVP honor has been given out at a Serbian horse stable. I think it's the first and only time. Nikola Jokic, who once played in the Serbian and Adriatic leagues. 
When basketball fans think of Europe, it is with great respect. We recognize that the level of competition is such that they can produce the best in the world. So much so that Jack Daniel Animam of the NU Lady Bulldogs and Gilas Filipinas women decided to go pro in Serbia after college. Wouldn't it be something if the Philippines and the PBA were likewise seen as a hotbed for global talent? The challenge there, Siege, is, you know, I think culturally we're, we're not used to change. The PBA has been running for 47 years now. It's the second longest league after the NBA. In the same manner, there are a lot of things that was implemented back in, you know, 1980, 1990. That's still the same for the PBA. Hi, I'm PJ Pilares, managing partner for Titan Management Group. I'm a FIBA-licensed player agent. I represent players such as Dwight Ramos from the Japan B-League and K. Marcarino also for, for the Japan B-League Division too. PJ says that there have been opportunities to play around Southeast Asia in the past, but these didn't match the salaries in the PBA. But now, we have this wave of opportunities and massive salaries courtesy of the B-League, and it's no accident. Huge investment. The team owners are really backed up well. They've spoken to a few, and the way it's structured, they believe that you know basketball is an emerging sport for them. There's just so much growth they see. That's why they're just putting in so much focus. If we become a solid number two after the NBA in terms of options, then you know there will be so many opportunities that they could tap. And that's the reason why they're really trying to lure more players within Asia. PJ says this represents a blueprint for success that the PBA can take inspiration from as they adapt. For me, there's really um, no reason for them to be insecure because the pool of talent here, regardless of who leaves, is still going to be solid. You only have 12 teams. And the amount of excellent basketball players in the country is really, really high. It's different from how it was in the 80s and 90s or early, early 2000s. Adapting not just in the sense of making salaries competitive with leagues in Japan and Korea, but in revitalizing the PBA's branding, increasing fan engagement, giving fans easy access to free live streaming, and even something as basic as having all teams invest in social media. The goal really is they need to be at the same pace with what the other leagues are doing on the digital side. Right with social media, just even their official accounts. That's going to be really, really important for the future of the PBA. Now, imagine a new era for the PBA. One where it positions itself as the training ground for international talent. Where so long as a player has no active contract in the PBA, he is welcome to explore opportunities abroad. And once they've exhausted the opportunities abroad, they are welcome to return to the PBA. Fans would eagerly follow along to see who the next international star could be and also see how returning players from overseas have changed their game because of their experience abroad. Here's John again. This is a very important moment. This is just a start. Instead of stopping it or parang putting measures how to you know hinder it, rather nothing you promote or encourage because nga, Filipino basketball can compete at a global level. 
there's news that the PBA will be welcoming a guest team in the next conference. I believe it's a Chinese team, the eh, Bay Area Dragons. That's a big move, but that's a start in, again, welcoming not just through imports, but a whole team. And what about the Gilas Pilipinas program? Our players, whenever they're called to represent the team, they're available. The good thing with the leagues in Japan and Korea, they follow the FIBA calendar. They suspend their games as well to let their players from other foreign countries to fly out. Playing internationally, that, that will only help your game, right? The one thing that really stood out for me is the confidence. The latest lang na, na tournament. So, so Dwight and 3D were the most dominant Gilas players in that tournament. Immediately, you can see that, that Dwight is, is playing on a different level already. And remember, Dwight was supposed to play in the UAT, but he decided to jump to the pros for just one year. And now he came back to play for Gilas. And sobrang iba na agad yung, yung level of playing with Dwight. And same with 3D. The international success of Filipino players can also energize our sports industry on the business side. Local sports and lifestyle brand Titan collaborated with the B-League to create limited edition shirts featuring the various Filipino athletes playing in Japan. The Japanese ambassador to the Philippines, Kazuhiko Koshikawa, even attended the launch, which included a watch party of B-League games. It just opened up more opportunities. As a matter of fact, we're meeting with them again this week to talk about potential tie-ups between Slam, Titan, and the Billy. Of course, the athletes, they love it. You know, you would see 30, Kiefer, even Ray, K-Mark, and Javi hold their shirts. For them, wow, they've never seen anything like it because it's a signature tee. We're excited to, you know, provide more similar campaigns like that for them. A career abroad can do for Filipino athletes what migrating or becoming an OFW can do for other Filipinos. The opportunities are different, and the financial rewards can be very real. According to a report in Rappler, industry sources say B-League imports can make between $10,000 and $50,000 in a month. Imagine how life-changing a career in Japan is for 23-year-old K-Mark Carino, who, despite towering at 6 feet 8 inches tall, is perhaps the most quiet and reserved among the Pinoys in the B-League. K-Mark is the youngest son of a farmer from Pangasinan. From a financial aspect, I'm happy because he's really able to support the family. a true breadwinner. If he's able to do it right, it's really going to change the next generation of Carinos and his family. The OFW lifestyle isn't for everyone, and everyone has different priorities. Some players will prefer to stay in the Philippines, and some will want to look overseas. But for the players, what matters is being free to decide for themselves. In an interview with Radio 5, Ray Park said, quote, we're representing a whole country and showing that basketball is borderless, allowing the game of basketball to give you different opportunities to allow you to travel, to be able to provide for your family, and play the game that you love. 
or I see them as people. I see them as people finding a way to accomplish their dreams. You know, yeah, like whether it be giving their family better life or having that opportunity to to live a life abroad or to go overseas and go live in a different country. When you hear that, when you know that a person is doing that, you should only support them and encourage them, empower them, right? They're no different from NOFW sharing their talent or their skills abroad. Definitely, we should see them in the same light. global players, whether it be players in B-League or Kai Soto, pursuing Sunday Dream, right? Inagawa nila did, did not only put the Philippines on the map, you know, but yeah, now it's even more than that. They're opening doors, they're opening opportunities, you know, they're breaking barriers. Again, I'm Siege Tantenko, Puma Podcast. I'm also the host of Go Hard Girls, the Philippines' award-winning sports podcast on women in sports. If you like this episode and want to learn more about sports beyond the box scores and be inspired by Filipino athletes, search for Go Hard Girls on your podcast app. This episode was written and produced by me. And the Puma Podcast team is excited to build our community with you. And it looks like we'll be able to meet for events real soon. So if you want to stay in the loop, please go to pumapodcast.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Thank you for listening.